0: This podcast contains explicit language. Discretion is advised. Nothing for you. Look at Sweetie sitting on her cloud of judgment. Starting tonight, I am going to teach you how to live. The driver picks the music, shotgun shuts his hole. I'm an old man. I hate everything but the What's Streaming Podcast. Ooh, it's done now. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the What's Streaming Podcast. I am B. Frank. I am Josh. And we've got a pretty uh, fun show for you today. I think it's gonna be fun. I'm excited to talk about my stuff. I mean, we've. I
1: think we finally got our audio figured out, so I'm fucking thrilled. Actually,
0: well, it only took us what 30, 45 minutes.
1: Uh, each episode before we started doing, <laughs> yeah, and then still me sitting in my office at like midnight, going fuck, like chain smoking <laughs> cigarettes, like the numbers won't crunch. <laughs> but uh, no, we're- I actually, when we listen back to this, I'm gonna hope I'm not. Crying myself to sleep, but uh, anyway, enough about me. Brandon, what you been watching? <laughs> Any honorable mentions?
0: Uh, well, Wandavision. Just, oh, you finally started it, huh? Uh, finished it. It the final episode oh. came out this past week. Yeah. Okay. Um, and it was quite quite a series. It's very weird. Um, once so you have heard, yeah. once you get past those first few episodes, it really opens it up.
1: Uh, you know, just from what I I I kind of told myself this that after what the decade. We gave ourselves like the Marvel universe as far as like starting with Iron Man and uh going into like some of the newer stuff towards the end, like Doctor Strange and Ant Man, like finally watching Endgame and being like, Okay, I can sleep. Like I just I that's just me <laughs> You can rest now. I can rest now, yeah. It's like I just Exactly. <laughs> I just don't have any urge to keep up on anything. Marvel, DC, even like I've been wanting to watch uh the Watchmen series on HBO. Oh, that you know? was
0: good.
1: I know, but I, I just, I'm like, I'm just so fucking burnt out on superheroes. I don't know, man. That's just me personally. But I mean, you look at, if anyone doesn't know, Brandon is a walking billboard for Marvel and DC. Yeah. As in, um, tattoos. Mad and... tattoos, yeah. Great work. Well, I won't deny that. It's some sick shit. But, uh,
0: yeah, I may have been talking to the wrong guy. <laughs> I know. For me, it was more the fact that it's been a year and a half. At the time that WandaVision had started, since we'd seen anything from Marvel, sure, uh, with Black Widow not coming out and then maybe coming out and then you know how all that turned out, I'm I'm happy. I thought that it was an interesting way to start it off. Mm -hmm. Um, I thought it was also good with the characters because after WandaVision is Falcon, Winter Soldier, and then Loki. Oh yeah, so they've got a good stretch coming out, right? Um, so keep an eye out for that,
1: obviously. And I should take that back a little bit because, like, five or six months ago, I started watching the boys, and I actually, uh, I really do love very the boys. different superhero take. Yeah, I think
0: that's why I'm enjoying it because it's just like, yeah, fuck the fuck the world. <laughs> it's the ground level. The boys is the ground level for superheroes. Yeah, that's, that's something it. that you don't often get a chance to see, and that's something that you kind of get to see in Wandavision too, actually. Oh, do you? Yeah. Okay have you
1: been watching anything uh i've been still uh chugging around chugging on uh discovery plus mm. i found a show i know it's been around forever but i just discovered it called forged in fire and literally these people just make weapons like they're all blacksmiths and they create different weapons mm-hmm. and um like they'll have a prompt at the beginning of the show like i need you to make me uh a saber, I need you to make me a, a buoy knife, you know? Okay, then, so it's
0: like a reality... Yeah, but every okay. episode,
1: it's four new contenders. So it's That's like, cool. it's constantly moving, constantly changing, and, like, it, it reminds me enough, even though it's totally not the same show, it reminds me of Deadliest Warrior. You Remember that show on Spike TV? I never like, saw it, but I, I know of it. Yeah, man, like, they were, like, you know, who'd win? Ninjas or samurai, you know? Like, <laughs> loved it. Absolutely love that stuff. You can still watch it if you're willing to Pay for it on like, you can buy episodes on YouTube. That's the only place I've been able to find it. No like streaming services or anything like that. I guess YouTube is kind of a stream. It is a streaming yeah, service. Yeah, I guess but, it is. Yeah. Um. Maybe uh, we should talk about YouTube shows more. There's like a ton of shit out there. Dan ha- Dan Harmon's done some stuff.
0: Really? Like, yeah. It was uh no Solar Opposites was Hulu. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Off we'll to well we'll have to look at it. Right. I mean I have a YouTube
1: premium membership because I'm that much of a bitch. I hate <laughs> ads. You know, and I use the YouTube music. I don't care. Everyone's like, "Why don't you have Spotify?" because like, it's just convenient. All right, I have, Fair. A mu- I have a music player, and I don't have to watch <laughs> ads on YouTube. Yeah, I am the one percent <laughs> <laughs> of the one percent of the one percent. <laughs> yes, fear me, mortals.
0: Anyway, uh, what did what did you check out this week? Uh, well, I <laughs> I watched Judas and the Black Messiah, okay. uh, which can can be found on HBO Max. Is that the Black Panther? yes okay yeah but daniel kalua who's from get out black panther right and one of the other guys from get out is in there as well okay um he plays billy o'neill who is arrested by the fbi Uh and is tasked with infiltrating the black panthers and trying to bring an end to this particular this particular group but um i thought that the story was really good yeah um it's Inspired by a true story, it was a little rough at times. You mm-hmm. know, just watching and seeing that historical like side a little of it, gritty, almost. yeah, yeah. Uh, Hard and to swallow, yeah. And the I thought that the message was was cool, and and it was kind of the the base concept of the 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 system of having an informant mm-hmm. is inevitably flawed right. because the outside party who asked the informant to go in doesn't un- get to know said in person who's being informed on mm-hmm. on that personal level. Right. And so that's kind of where this movie takes place is it's the fight for this person's soul is he a black panther or is he trying to bring them down. Right. Um I finished it and then saw that it was going to be leaving HBMX <laughs> uh, four or five days after this episode releases. Yeah. Okay. So I was like, hmm, I should probably Z- <laughs> select Struggle Iron's Hot. Yeah. yeah. So if you get a chance, and when it does come back on HBMX, Judas and the Black Messiah was very good. Nice, okay. Um, I also watched Raya and the Last Dragon, which released on March 5th. Oh, twofer, huh? Yeah. Okay. Um, it released on uh, Disney Premiere Access, mm-hmm. um, so it's 30 bucks. To kind of rent it for, uh-huh. um, I want to say it's either twenty four hours or for the month or for one watch. I forget exactly how it works. Uh-huh. Um, but the movie itself was really good. Uh, Pixar, you know, great Disney animation. What they know, what you, what we know them to be now. Sure. Yeah. Um, it was based in like a southeastern uh, China. Okay. Or, or Asia rather. Sure. The historical piece of it is nice. And I've noticed that Disney has been doing a really good job with that. Sure. Um, such as movies like Coco. Right. Um, where oh, they they are more period pieces and more um, heritage based. Personally, I think that the story was a little... You could kind of tell where it was going. Yeah. Pretty easy to read. Yeah. But as an adult, mm-hmm. you know, as kids, it's, it's not going to be that apparent. And kids may not, you know, care as much about the story. Right. Um, overall, I think if... And this is where the Premier Access side of it comes in, is if you have one or two people watching the movie mm-hmm. and paying the 30 bucks to watch it, it may not be as worth it. Yeah. Um, but if you've got a family, 30 bucks is so much better than going to the movie theaters. Yeah, definitely. Um, so, you know, that's something to, to keep in mind. Once it goes off of Premier Access, it'll end up on Disney Plus free to stream. Right. So either way, I would recommend watching it. Whether you pay for it or wait for it to free stream,
1: I will say like I I do have a real uh, fondness of like the newer Pixar stuff that's coming out too, even stuff like well like I love How to Train Your Dragon.
0: It Big had that kind of feel Euro to six.
1: it. Yeah, you know. Um, you mentioned Coco. Talk about a movie make a grown man cry. Like I got, <laughs> I hit some hard strings for sure. Um, uh, what I mean, would you put it in the same caliber as those kind of movies or?
0: I would oh wow okay. yeah like it was it had some good um dramatic and emotional scenes right i thought the story itself was good the you know how it progressed and how it went on i thought it was great and then and, and the cast itself was all um asian okay uh which is it, it was a nice you know touch yeah um, you know you don't see that as much in animation because you don't have to have be that you know yeah, particular yeah. voice yeah. it was nice to look it up and see that it was a, a full cast all right so i again i would recommend it and it does have that how to train your dragon kind of vibe to it
1: very cool so you watch something very kid friendly and something very not very not, not friendly <laughs> kid friendly yeah <laughs> yeah yeah
0: very very R, and then pg very yeah exactly yeah. <laughs> I Don't think, mix them up. Yeah, I think just about back to back too. Because I was like, <laughs> yeah. "Oh, this is gone. I should find something else no, quickly." Yeah. Oh, hey, look what came out. <laughs> right, that'll help me not hurt as much. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was gonna, I was going to try out the movie on Netflix. I Care a Lot, and uh, has Peter Dinklage in it. Um, oh
1: yeah, yeah.
0: But I saw Ryan the Last Dragon. So if anybody listening has watched I Care a Lot, let us know what you think. Very cool. I know mine like. My movie kind of,
1: I don't want to say like hit home because I've never really experienced it. Um, Let me start off. I watched Nomadland. It came out on uh, Hulu recently. It's been getting like amazing reviews. Yeah, it won a Golden Globe, I think, for Best Picture. It did. Yeah, absolutely. So I was like, well, I have to kind of watch it now. And, you know, I've had some hard times. I lived in my car for a week. (laughs) (laughs) I'm willing to admit that. But I think just um, the story in general and seeing like where she came from, like a small town. And I can see why it won a Golden Globe and is having so much praise because I don't feel like I'm watching a movie. I feel like I'm having a good friend or a family member tell me a story about something that happened to someone they knew. Like, And
0: what, what
1: is that story? What is it about? It opens up on uh, this woman. Fern is her name. And she's working in a Amazon warehouse. She's uh, uh she has some friends there. She very clear from the beginning that shows her living out of her van, like sleeping in it, eating out of it, shitting in it, you know. Um and as um the story envelops, it starts to tell you and show you that Fern actually lived in a small town it was like one of those mining towns or like uh, production towns, right? Mm. There's one big factory that everybody works at. And then that factory closes and the town dies, right? Like they say they pull the one zip thing... code for it, you know, like there's it's a ghost town, right? Uh, right before the factory had closed, her husband died and they didn't have any mm. children. It was just her, her and him. Um, so she's left in this empty house in this empty town. She just says, fuck it. I'm gonna start seeing the world, right? And uh, from there, it just shows her going on this journey. When the movie opens, she's not brand new to what she's attempting. Like so she... we kind of go back and forth in that timeline. Actually, no, it never shoots back in the timeline. Okay. It's just her talking to other people okay. that she's in, like and reminiscing on these stories. There's one point, without giving too much away, that she meets up with her sister, and you know it's obvious that her sister wanted something different for her. Her sister's husband doesn't agree in the choices she makes. Because ironically, he works in real estate, mm. you know. <laughs> um, but the reason I loved it so much, and you know, this might be a little dark, but if this if this situation happened to me, like if I was in the same shoes that she was, I can't say I wouldn't do the same thing. It's like I've got, I've got a house in an empty town that's not worth anything, you know. I I don't have a, a income anymore because the one job that was available in this place is gone. I'm close to retirement. She is in her like late fifties. Nothing point. to tire she, down. Nothing to tire Might down. Might as well
0: explore and become well, a an
1: nomad. Yeah, exactly. And it shows her having this journey and just like appreciating and loving nature and being around it and being part of it. And what really got me was like the community that's built around this ideal. Uh, this idea of of returning to nature and kind of embracing that, you know, life isn't about the grind, as you want to call it, you know, they make a point to where it's like, they don't say this in the movie, but the gist is that like, don't live to work, work to live, you know, uh, and yeah, that's, that's, that's exactly what she does. She's traveling from town to town. She's like following the seasons like, well, uh, Amazon opens up. Like, lots of jobs during the winter, because Christmas season, so she works that for a couple months, makes a good amount of money, Uh, then she goes and works at a uh, fair, so she works the fairgrounds for a while, and then there, she comes up, and then she works in a campground during the summer, you know, like, it's just this rotation, and a lot of the time, you're seeing her run into the same people, too, because it's these same people Mm, doing similar routes, or, you know, making their own path.
0: So it's kind of a nomad community
1: of right? sorts. And then once a year, they have this big meeting in the desert. It's, like, for a week, and, like, all the people that subscribe to this idea, they meet up in the middle of Nevada, and they just hang out for a week. And they're really, like, sharing stories, sharing, like, their, their own tribe. They call themselves a tribe. Um, they even have little uh, workshops there, like, people <laughs> show, like, all right, like, how, this is how you stealth park, you know, like... <laughs> And one woman giving a whole demonstration how to properly shit in a bucket, you know? Oh, wow. Like, you know, <laughs> and how to maintain that bucket, you know? Um, full lesson. Full lesson, exactly. Like uh, Everyone is everyone is sharing. Like, you constantly see piles of things that just say free, you know? Or trading back and forth. It's like, mm-hmm. hey, uh, those are nice dishes. I've got this ladder, you know? You, you need a ladder? I need a ladder. <laughs> I need some dishes, you know? Um, but it's like Fern doesn't actually speak a lot during the movie either it's just showing her like traveling and taking in everything that at least the United States has to offer you know um that includes one of her friends that goes up to Alaska because there's this big event that I don't really want to talk too much about it because it's it's really very cool and after knowing not Fern but her friend the character and knowing what she's going to do it's kind of a powerful thing um as far as how she's spending her
0: time, um. when and so the woman who plays Fern, Frances McDormand, uh-huh. she was also in a movie called Three Billboards Outside Ebbing.
1: I remember Three Billboards, yeah. Uh,
0: and I I did watch that one, mm-hmm. and it's kind of funny because she is minimally spoken in that as well, right? And it it is more about the performance mm-hmm. of of her and being the character than the words, right? Um, and I, I thought that movie was, was very powerful. I thought it was slow, but it was very powerful. So yeah. it's nice to see that, that she can still t- kind of transform that into something else mm-hmm. and giving a performance that is award worthy.
1: Yeah. Uh, and that goes for everyone I saw on screen. Um, uh, there wasn't, I think that's part of the reason too. Why I feel like it was someone telling me a story. This is the whole time I was like, I was like, as I'm watching it. I could imagine myself sitting around a campfire and me talking about, uh, or someone telling me is like, there's this woman I knew named Fern and this is what she did and this is how she is and this is what she does and you know it just felt all very uh, very natural and easy to digest and I yeah there's a couple like heavy lines in it too Hmm. like like
0: little like beads of wisdom you know yeah you know Um, there was there was one of those in. Judas and the Black Messiah. It no. was, war is politics with blood. Politics is war without blood. Yeah. That was deep, fam. Eh,
1: <laughs> deep deep stuff. Right. But yeah, it's, well, it sounds like we both watched some stuff that made us think, you know? And speaking of thinking, <laughs> or rather <laughs> lack thereof. your segues, man. Like, it's like, <laughs> I, we don't plan this shit. It's like <laughs> he's got it locked and loaded and just waiting
0: for me to say the right thing. And then, boom, fucking nails it every time. We watched uh let's see it's called heaven's gate the cult of cults yes on hbo max yep and the first question i i need to ask you okay is how much did you know about heaven's gate before starting i knew I've,
1: I've i don't want to call it a fair amount but i knew of of the cult i didn't really know the story of it but i knew there was a cult who thought they were going to be beamed up essentially you know mm-hmm. and My understanding was they were going to become aliens, and they thought they were aliens, and then they were going to get on a real spaceship, that was going to come get them, and they were going to be taken off into the sky, and when that didn't work, they killed themselves. That was my interpretation before watching the documentary. Interesting. Okay. But, uh... I knew fucking nothing. Fucking nothing about it.
0: All I knew was that it was the biggest mass suicide, and and that it was a cult.
1: It was the biggest...
0: Was that after Jonestown was
1: prior to Heaven's Gate, yeah.
0: On US soil. On US soil, yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um I I had that's all that I had known. Right. Um uh, <clears throat> and it's it's funny because while we were going through the episodes um two and three, you said that they were dragging on and yeah and all that. And that's why I wanted to ask how much you knew mm-hmm. because I thought it was fascinating. <laughs> oh really yeah. Like the presentation of it is kind of boring. Uh huh. But it, in, in that first episode, it explains, in order to understand how we got here, we have to understand how we got here. Right. Like, you can't just say, well, this is how it ended. Mm-hmm. And for me, that's what, that's what kept me going. Every episode was, holy what shit. What the fuck? Yeah. Yeah. And that actually explains a lot, too, because
1: like, I already kind of knew what had happened. So like, I, for me, it kind of
0: felt like homework. But for you, it was like, what the fuck? This is real? Like, yeah. Mm -hmm. That makes a lot of sense. And a little tidbit, you know, super random. Because when I came across it and started it, the first thing, very first thing I thought of, it's not what you expect, Deadpool. Really? When the first episode starts, it starts with Doe, who's the the leader. Uh And, you know, it just shows him, I think, in like the 70s or 80s. Yeah. Uh, 75. The reason I thought of Deadpool was because I was waiting... For the moment to find out why Deadpool says old, bald, Heaven's Gate looking motherfucker. (laughs) (laughs) I I forgot all about that line. And I finally got my answer. It's because he was bald at the end and he was an old, bald, Heaven's Heaven's Gate Gate looking motherfucker. (laughs) (laughs) But but it, it was, the story was crazy. Yeah. Like just. These two people came from somewhere. Right. And they had this message and it was kind of what you said, just where you're going to be beamed up, we're actually aliens and we're going to be taken away. Right. And the fact that some of these people were in there for 20 plus years, right. the, fact, the fact that people were in it and then for 20 years mm-hmm. and how it talks about the indoctrination right. and kind of how they, I'll say, mold their minds. Right. Um, or remold them, and they they say brainwash and mind control throughout the series. And in its own way, that's what it is. Yeah. And they go through it and they explain a good way. And there's correlations to the totalitarian side of it. Yeah. Um, have you ever listened to George Orwell's 1984? I'm
1: familiar with 1984, but I it's been so long. Like, yeah.
0: Base concept is totalitarian um you speak you think everything yeah. as it is laid out for you right um part of that story of 1984 is what's called newspeak it's uh-huh. a new vocabulary that replaces the old one and is just more simpler it's what you need to say so that you can fit in right and they bring that up in the documentary of these are the different ways that you can see it. Your brain is, you know, the hard drive, Mm -hmm. your beliefs are programming. So they do this and they use this as a way to create that new identity. And instead it's not people in a cult. It's just the cult. Right.
1: Well, I got to ask, like, because a lot of it is like cult one-on-one. Like it's very similar to all the other ones I've seen, like wild, wild country with the Rajneeshies. I think it is, uh, they were based out of Oregon, and that's a whole other level crazy. Mm-hmm. No one ends up killing themselves, but it's, like, they basically poison the town of the Dales in Oregon. Oh God. Like, um, there is one about that yoga master. I can't remember his name, but um, they're, like, have you watched a lot of cult stuff?
0: I haven't. And yeah. it sounds weird to say this now, but I might hop into that. <laughs> yeah, like,
1: I <laughs> mean, I, that would be awesome, because, like, documentary guy, like... I watch a lot of the cult stuff, the murder shows, like, I've seen a lot of it, so, I think that if you loved Heaven's Gate, coming from someone who's seen a lot of this shit, there's so much better out there. Okay. Yeah, like, Wild Wild Country is just fucking nuts. I think that came out, like, two years ago, three years ago, I think it was a Netflix
0: documentary, so
1: I might still be on there, we'll have to look. Yeah,
0: that's... That is very interesting cuz yeah. I am the concept of cults is interesting especially after learning of the different ways that um they have their belief system right. and what they believe in how they believe in it how they act and that's super interesting cuz you think about it nowadays maybe it would be more difficult for somebody to join a cult it's not and <laughs> That's the the other side of the coin, and one of the doctors says that. It's like, part of it is how it's presented to you. The other part of it is the situation that you find yourself in. You know, if, say, Fern had been been approached by a cult, she is quite possibly in the mindset of, I don't have anything, what can I have? Right. And it's a, hey, we have a full life for you. Absolutely. And it is easier that way to try and get somebody in.
1: Well, the crazy shit about that is it's not just cults. Like, could have been a Jehovah's Witness that knocked on your door. could have been um, uh, someone representing the Mormon Church, you know? Mm-hmm. It's like, it really just depends on what your mindset is. I mean, I it's funny, I I almost joined a cult. Like, no bullshit. <laughs> uh, this was like when I was like 23, 22. Um, I was living in a, a dumpy house. I was working Best Buy like 20 hours a week dirt poor you know mm-hmm. and i stumbled into this thing called spirit science oh and i was like it sounds Whoa. promising yeah and i was like well that seems kind of cool like it's like a combination of meditation and like <laughs> it had a lot to do like a lot of power came from uh shapes like geometrical shapes oh and it just so happened that i'm a big fan of full metal alchemist <laughs> so, <laughs> so it I spoke was like, to you. yeah it spoke to me and then it was like, hey, if you're interested in learning more, we have a, um, it's shitty to say it like this, there's a better word for it, but basically, they had a compound in <laughs> California, it's like, hey, come down, visit us for a weekend, and I was like, you know maybe I would, wait, <laughs> I had that, <laughs> the word like, compound, yeah, well, they didn't call it a compound, mm. they called it, like, a, a retreat, or, you know, it was a camp, you know, yeah. and I did, I was on that moment, because I was like, I had nothing going on, I was working a shitty part-time job, I was flat broke, you know, I was like, you know what, maybe I could go check this out, and luckily, something snapped in my head, and was just like, that's a fucking cult, Mm. (laughs) and they're like, oh, thank you, brain, like, thank you so much, like, (laughs) you just saved me a lot. Yeah, exactly, so it, like, I can't speak to that enough, the whole circumstance thing, like,
0: it really is your mind frame, and when they
1: they can just get you you yeah
0: yeah well then it sounds like uh heaven's gate isn't the only cult uh documentary that i or we need to watch so i'll have to get a list together and just kind of start plowing through them right if any new stuff comes up we'll definitely
1: hop on it but i i will get a list for you for some of the other crazy shit i know
0: clean's got a a Rolodex. <laughs> so, when I find it funny how I think the first episode was like, I'm not, you know, too big into documentaries. And yeah. I think I've recommended at least two. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's absolutely true. So, and and again, for me, it is about the content. Yeah. You know, like I said, I didn't know anything about Heaven's Gate. So that was crazy just to learn that process. Right from your side, having gone in, it may be have may have been more of a regurgitation. And so it wasn't as enjoyable. Right. So, but with, I mean, it's crazy how crazy it can be. Yeah. Humans are nuts, man.
1: <laughs> Hands down. <laughs> right. Well, I want to talk about like raw destructive power. <laughs> well, cult aside and talking a little bit about, well, actually I should rewind a little bit here. Um, If you're interested in watching heaven's gate, it is a four-part series. Each mm-hmm. one's about fifty minutes long, give or take. Yeah, yeah. and uh, just from talking back and forth, I will say, I mean, if you're if you're new to documentaries and you're new into the cult stuff and haven't watched a lot of it, give it a shot. Like in my especially if you don't know anything about it. Like you'll you'll get your mind blown. Right? Yeah, Because that shit was real. Yeah. If you're familiar with cult shows, I <laughs> guess you know if you've watched your fair amount. Uh, coming from my perspective. I found it to be a little boring. I didn't really enjoy the production value of it. Uh, I, f- I felt it to drag quite a bit. And that being said, like, everything they tell you is stuff you need to know for the story <laughs> to make sense. Like, like there are times where it's like, man, why are you talking about this so much? And then it's like, oh, that's why you're talking about it so much. But I just could have been, I think, presented a little tighter in my, I think it could have been three episodes instead of four, you know?
0: I can understand that. Because right. the, the last episode is more about after. Yeah, the, the, uh, the, the uh, fallout. Yeah. One of the things I thought was interesting was the, you know, going through the different former members. Yeah. And how they spoke. You know, one person just had almost crippling anxiety. Yeah. Um, another still believed in... The concept and the belief system or programming of Heaven's Gate, mm-hmm. um, even though he didn't participate. Right. And he left before, but there comes a point he, he says, like, I'm just kind of waiting to be with my family. Right. And so it, it it's interesting to see it that way. And the doctor says that, too, is physically leaving the cult is one thing. Mentally leaving it is something entirely different.
1: Yeah. it's It's like a like your brain has been retrained and now you, you have to retrain it again. Like it's the same with software. Like if you keep putting updates into it, it's going to fucking crack, you know, mm-hmm. like it's a hard
0: thing to, to go through by, by all means. Well, I think, uh, I think cults aside, movies aside, I think, I think we had a good and good week this week. I loved what I watched. I had a good time.
1: Don't be wrong. I, I really, really love Nomad Land, Like, I can't recommend that enough. I also started a new job, so I've been exhausted. (laughs) Um, True. Day 7 of 10. Day 7 of 10. I'm here for you, baby. (laughs) Yeah, overall consensus, uh, Nomadland,
0: absolutely recommend that. Your recommendations? Uh, Judas and the Black Messiah, yes for adults, no for kids. (laughs) Um, Yes to Raya and the Last Dragon for everybody. Everybody. And Heaven's Gate, if or if not, that one will be up to you.
1: Right. Sounds like a... We'll hit, little miss. So I know our general pattern has been like it'll be us two, and then we'll have a guest the next episode, and then us two, we'll have a guest next episode. We have a couple people on deck, but nothing finalized. So
0: I'm gonna say there's a fifty-fifty shot we have a guest next week. Yeah, and if uh, if if you have any recommendations for us, if you think we should be watching something, or if you've watched something you want us to talk about, let us know. Yep, we're on. Uh, we have an email. We have, we have <laughs> an email. On a, we're working on a, on a Twitter. Right. Um, and eventually we'll end up with a Facebook, but just send us an email, whatstreaming at gmail.com. That is what streaming, No yes. S. What streaming. So with that said, I am B. Frank. And I think he forgot his name. <laughs> and I'm Josh. And this has been the What Streaming Podcast. We will see you guys in two weeks. Two weeks.